Welcome to It's All About Who You Know with host Craig Turner from Momento, the business growth agency. On our podcast, Craig interviews executives from chambers of commerce around the United States and Canada, tapping into their expertise on how to get the most value from your business associations, how their organizations are serving their members, and what's happening in their market for companies looking to grow there. Here's Craig Turner. Welcome to the It's All About Who You Know podcast brought to you by Momentum, the business growth agency. I'm Craig Turner, your host, and we've got another great episode for you. So we're 11 episodes in. This is actually our 12th, and I am pumped because things are working out the way I'd envisioned when we designed the podcast last year. The numbers are rising, and we're getting great hits on uh, on a number of different platforms. But most importantly for me, our next several guests we have lined up, including Gina Grone, who's joining me today, have come through the network. I'm not going to say that we're officially past cold outreaches to chambers to get guests, but our next three, four guests we have lined up all have come through referrals, as well as our last two guests. The Chamber of Commerce Network is outstanding, and I had a feeling that once we got going, there would be this kind of interest. And I'm excited because there are so many great stories to tell, and episode after episode after episode is positive and uplifting and insightful. So I'm so excited today to be joined by Gina Grone. Executive Director for Pittsburgh's Northside North Shore Chamber of Commerce. I had the opportunity to meet Gina after I ran into the chair of her organization uh, at a networking event a month or so ago and was fascinated with the work that she and the Northside Chamber are doing in her community. They're not a big chamber, about 250 members, but are having tremendous positive impact on an incredibly diverse neighborhood just north of downtown Pittsburgh. So Gina, I'm thrilled that you're able to join us and I look forward to our conversation. Sure. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. So like everyone we've had on the podcast, I know you wear many hats and are pulled in many different directions. So thank you for taking some time with us today. I know you're very busy. So let me start, though, by just giving everybody a quick formal intro and then we can dig in. Gina Grone became the executive director of Pittsburgh Northside Chamber of Commerce in May 2018. She was new to the chamber industry, but she had a keen understanding of Northside's opportunities and pain points, having been a resident and a community volunteer for several years. And along with that passion and knowledge of the community, she brought experience and education. Gina holds two degrees in marketing, a bachelor's degree from Calvin University in Michigan, and an MBA from the University of Pittsburgh which I happen to be a fan of because my son just announced that he's going there (laughs) starting this fall. She has 20 years of experience working in marketing and communications roles, mostly for higher education and nonprofits. And one interesting thing, and it relates to what we're going to talk about today regarding to community development, is Gina lived and worked in rural India for two years. That was 2009 to 2011. And that's where she says she really became passionate about community development, something I want to talk about today. Gina currently lives in Pittsburgh's North Side with her seven-year-old daughter. And like so many of our guests, Gina's working on both growing an organization and engaging with her community, uh, which are two different but very related focuses. So I'm looking forward to digging in. So thank you again, Gina. Let's start. If you can just give us an intro to the Northside North Shore Chamber of Commerce. Tell us a little bit about the organization. Sure. So we are actually celebrating our 125th anniversary this year, which means that when we were founded in 1897, we um, this area was not even officially part of the city of Pittsburgh. It was before it was annexed into Pittsburgh. So we've been around a long time. I literally have minutes uh, from in big ledger books in my office starting in 1906. So there's, there's just a lot of history attached to our chamber. But I, I was brought on about four years ago to grow the numbers, sort of make 
the chamber relevant in participating and leading key conversations in the community. And so we currently have 240 members and we are, we're embarking on some exciting plans to really capitalize on some growth opportunities in front of us. So we plan to promote or to grow to uh, 400 members in the next 18 months, which allows us to reach more, more businesses, but more than just having a broader and deeper reach, it allows us to do more and be more relevant and really represent the whole North Side area. I love hearing the stories about the chambers that have been around for so long and and the history behind them. One of the things that we do when we, we do ambassador training for chambers is we talk about what people are actually a part of. And, and people don't think about that. They go to a chamber event, not really knowing that there's probably three or 4,000 other chamber events going on at the same exact time around the world. And this history of, of being involved in the community and growing your community really makes it bigger than it actually is when you sit down for a committee meeting or, or step into a role that you have. So I love, he- I love hearing these stories. Let's talk about the, uh, your community, Northside, North Shore. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about why it has that double name. But uh, what's going on in the community? What are, what, what are the good things that are happening? But don't leave out the, the challenges, too. Yeah. So, I mean, the North Side's a really special place. We have, um, there are 18 neighborhoods within the North Side that are 18 neighborhoods um, of, of Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh has 92 neighborhoods. 18 of those are just north of the rivers and they comprise the whole, the North Side area. So it's about a fifth of the city of Pittsburgh geographically population, about 35,000. And it's, it's really a mix of the old and the new. And you know, we talk about the history of the chamber and the history of the whole North Side, just incredible old, architecture and housing stock. You've got some big names that have a a tie to Pittsburgh, H.J. Hines, Andrew Carnegie, Henry Buell, a lot of just well-known names that made made some of their fortune in the North Side. But then at the same time, you've got a, you've got a lot of new things coming along. You've got a big, a big tech hub in a former mall. You've got the stadiums, both PNC Park for the Pirates and Heinz Field for the Steelers. We've got a big casino. You've got a whole bunch of newer restaurants along the river in the area, in the neighborhood that is um, the North Shore. And so it's it's really a mix of people and businesses and neighborhoods and public spaces that have been around for a long, long time and have a lot of pride in that. And then the new the new residents and the new businesses that are coming and sometimes are trying to be a part of that and, and really kind of leaning into that history and that that. I don't know, self, that identification of saying we are the North Side. And then sometimes not, sometimes just taking advantage of the geographic location and the proximity to downtown. And so there's, there's a real mix. Um, and so that, that kind of is the challenge, right, is fostering economic development in a way that, that benefits the whole community and, and brings those new neighbors into the community as, as true neighbors. You know, you say a rising tide floats all boats, which can be true, but only with some purposeful activity. And so that's, that's kind of what we are trying to do at, at the chambers to sort of tie in all of that new stuff and, and benefit everyone. And I think, I mean, the other thing I would say about the North side is we have, I mean, there's the tourism side of things with the stadiums and whatnot, but also the cultural assets. We have so many museums, science center, children's museum, and the national aviary, uh, a mattress factory, the bicycle, bicycle heaven, some smaller museums that are just interesting that people like to come to. So we have, there's incredible opportunity for all these visitors that are coming to the North Side that are driving and parking and going into the museum stores to also 
visit one of the many small restaurants or parks or um, retail retail shops in the north side. So it's a great place to be. I love it. I, I'm passionate about it and I'm not leaving. There's so many facets to the neighborhood that I, when I think about, you know, a chamber being able to address all of them and, and have an impact, which you've been able to do. What kind of things are, are you focused on now? What, what, what initiatives have your attention? Well, I think one of the things that's nice about the size of the north side is that it's, it's small enough that everybody feels like they're, it's theirs. It, we are the north side. There's, there's this, I can't think of the right word, but that camaraderie of just being the north side. But it's also big enough that there are organizations and initiatives and growth plans that are substantive enough that, you know, we can really do something. We're one fifth of the city of Pittsburgh. And so some of the things that we have going on right now, first, and I know everybody's mentioning this right now, but it's just true. And it's, you know, number one for us is workforce development. Fortunately for us, our workforce development is not in response to the great resignation. It's not in response to COVID. We've been trying to figure out the right place for us in workforce development for years, since before I came on board four years ago. And so starting last year, we, we have a program that was formalized and funded um, that we call Northside Works. And that is a program that ma- matches stakeholders, job seekers, employers, service organizations, training providers. And it, the main focus, at least right now, is really just to bring awareness to those groups through the power of connection. And that's where the chamber's strength already is, right? I mean, we we have all of these connections and knowledge with with different players that are involved in workforce development in so many different ways. And so we're just we're just kind of leaning into that. And then we will in the next couple of months really do do more uh, pipeline analysis and look at some specific pathways and um, look at some cohorts within manufacturing, healthcare, skilled trades in general, and see what we can do to match some needs of, of employers here on the north side with north side residents and, and bring them on board. So that's sort of our, our number one targeted initiative right now. And then in the next couple of months, we are going to pick up something that um, had to, we had to sort of put by the wayside when COVID came, but it's a, a permitting and zoning initiative that we are, are doing in conjunction with the city. And that is something that there's, there's incredible opportunity for some improvements in the permitting process for commercial, for commercial construction and renovation. And that is something we hear, we make connections to, to, make, uh, to help um, business owners about that, that are small businesses and the big guys, the casino and the hospital and everything. I mean, it affects everyone that if, if it takes longer to get a permit, it takes longer to get revenue back into the city, right? And so there is a great opportunity to have kind of a collaborative process with the city to make some improvements to just make those faster, a little bit more easy to understand. And so then, you know, anyone from a, a small a chef who's starting his own restaurant, who has definitely not been involved in a, a renovation project and, you know, a large corporation that's trying to do, do a big development or even thinking about locating into the north side might have an easier time. So that that's coming up. And then I, I think I'll talk a little bit more about this later, but um, you know, I mentioned that we're planning on growing quite a bit in, in, in the next 18 months. So we're sort of putting the pieces into place right now to grow, to be able to be a, a 
I would say a mid-sized chamber at 400 members instead of, you know, 240. So putting some operations and staffing things into place to, to get to that space. A lot of chambers, we keep having this conversation too, coming out of the pandemic. The pandemic has, has redefined the kind of value that chambers need to give to their members because for two years we had to say, figure out how to do it without events. Obviously, events are coming back now. So how are you, you've got 240 members, you said going to 400. How are you showing value to those 240 members right now and then and then spreading the word of that? You know, I think when it comes to showing value, we, we're not doing any, any one particular thing that is so amazingly innovative or anything. We are, you know, we're known for being consistent. We're known for being approachable. We're known for being strategic. And our, our three pillars of activity is promote, connect, support. And throughout COVID, before COVID, I, I, I wish I could say since COVID, but <laughs> we continue to, to do that activity, promote, connect, and support. And so I just continue to look at each individual member and figure out what that means and look at our activities and match kind of our member preferences and what our members are looking for with what we are doing. And that has shifted a little bit during during COVID. We we didn't really do anything new, but we did things differently. And so we connected people in different ways. We supported people in different ways. We we put together some new promotional vehicles. And it was really the support piece that I think differentiated a chamber that that rose to the top and a chamber that sort of sunk uh, during COVID. And I think we we just we put our members first in terms of understanding what they needed for understanding COVID programs and protocols and all that sort of thing. And that really showed me that a chamber, by virtue of being kind of that umbrella representation organization, can really have value. And event, events are great. I think they're they're necessary, and they're they're certainly a reason that a lot of our members are a part of our chamber. But looking at that support piece looking at what an organization that is being the spokesperson for a group of businesses can do is what really made me think, okay, I can't, I just can't keep growing this chamber incrementally. It's not going to work because there's going to be a point when I can't keep up with all of my members. And, and even with, you know, adding a staff person here and there the last couple of years, it's still, we're just kind of at this inflection point where, you know, are we, are we going to do things in a way that's going to not meet some of our members' needs, or are we going to go all in and really understand what what do our members need to to still to feel that same one-on-one touch that they felt when we had 100 members four years ago? So yes, I mean it's an aggressive number to go to, to move to 400, but the the businesses are out there absolutely. There are 900 businesses just in just in the north side. And only 80% of our of our members are located in the north side. So there's incredible opportunity from the surrounding areas. By virtue of being a smaller chamber, we a lot of our members are members of our chamber and then one of the larger chambers that are in the surrounding areas. So there's there's great opportunity for some cross-pollination. So I'm just I'm really excited because I think the biggest thing that we'll be able to do with growing is to look at those those overall initiatives and like permitting and, and workforce development is are some of those things, but really having the conversations with the larger members and understanding what, what can we do? I mean, the, the casino or the hospital, they, they, they're in the North side, they're great, great partners to the community and to the chamber, but what can, 
the chamber do for them in a way that in in a completely different way than you know meeting the meeting the general needs of of most members so i'm looking forward to the next couple couple of years really so let's talk about the next couple of years because you talked about workforce and talked about the permitting, which I think are, are two fantastic initiatives. Interestingly enough to me, workforce is the, and I love that you're working on these two things together because workforce is like this big pie in the sky that everybody's working on and it's a vision and it takes long-term and it takes buy-in. And then on the other side, you've got the permitting piece where you're like, let's go to the city and say, fix this stuff and it'll help us tremendously. And it can be done in a council meeting. Uh, so it, 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 the juxtaposition of those two are, are very interesting, but let's, let's go beyond that. You, you're in a transitioning neighborhood in a growing region. So how, as busy as you are taking care of members, doing these initiatives, how are you focusing on 10 years out, 20 years out, 30 years out? One of the things that I realized in the last two years, really, in, not necessarily because of COVID, but just in the last couple of years is the importance of understanding and being connected to and having a good relationship with the key players in the region. And so as we enter this growth initiative, I think one of the one of the things that I will be focusing on is improving, and I, would, I wouldn't say improving, I guess increasing um, our connections with all of the organizations and city departments and agencies and coalitions that are looking at the north side because there there are a lot of eyes on the north side right now in terms of economic development and tourism and uh, and green space and so there there are all these conversations happening and none of the business owners none of the chamber members have time to represent themselves in all of those conversations and so i think that's the biggest opportunity moving moving forward like looking looking into the you know, 5, 10, 15 year future is to be known and to be respected as that go-between, between all the things that people are trying to do, um, you know, long-term initiatives that take meeting after meeting for you know, 12 years. <laughs> and then also those short-term things where you know, somebody wants to come in and, and put, put in some new uh, trails or, or bike lanes or a new development and you know, it's bam, 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 it happened. And, Nobody knew the right person to talk to. And so there's some voices that weren't heard. And so I think setting up that, being very, very purposeful about that um, infrastructure, I guess, um, of having the chamber have all, have all those connections. I think that's the most valuable thing in the next um, you know, 10, 15 years. And then taking that and using the, that information and that kind of inside knowledge to choose um, one or two big initiatives or big projects, um, kind of stretch goals for the north side and push that forward. And I have no idea what that looks like, but I think we need something big to latch onto that we can really work on for for a number of years and say, you know, the north side chamber started that, the north side ch- chamber drove that and represented the business and residential community in that in that um, in that really cool program or project. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, those those long term projects are really easy to build camaraderie around and build support and and attention and and something that even you know maybe supersedes you you know your role there that's so huge and and i'm glad that you're thinking that way because so often in fact most of the time the elected officials even with the best of intentions 
they're not focused on 15 years out. They're focused on two years out or four years out, the end of their term. And it has to be that way because once they're out of office, somebody else comes in and doesn't have to adhere to what they were working right. on. <laughs> anyway, so you need those things. And there is mechanisms. I mean, you think about transportation is a great, a great example. So the federal government has the, the MPOs around the, around the country. They have to do 25-year plans. So somebody's thinking about a 25-year plan, even if the elected officials aren't. But there is a hole there, and I think the chamber can fill that, fill that hole very nicely. I'm glad to hear that you're, you're doing that. So let's step away from the chamber itself. Let's talk about you a little bit. What gets you out of bed in the morning in your role? What, what, what gets you excited to come to work? Well, it's funny that we were just talking about big projects because what gets me out of bed is, is looking at in the news or in social media and seeing some kind of announcement or story or, or even, a, I don't know, a social media post and kind of reading between the lines and knowing and thinking about all the connections that, that had to go into put in all the connections that were made to get to that point where something was announced or something was finished or, or there was a, a news headline. And I don't know, it's just, you know, seeing, um, you know, two, two people on social media that, um, that are, are two chamber members that I knew met at a chamber event. I'm like, yes, what we're doing works. Or, you know, catching an announcement from the pirates that's talking about a small business initiative. And I think, oh, I worked on that. This is pretty cool. <laughs> Or, you know, seeing an update on a big, you know, there was a big commercial development that's coming um, to the north side that, that will have a big Ferris wheel. And it's been years and years in the making. And there were some announcements uh, recently about some, just some updates to the plan. And, and I'm aware of all of the community meetings and the, all the stakeholders that have been involved and all of the back and forth just to get to that place. And I just think it's really cool to think of that all of that happened to get to this this place of, of announcing something exciting and just thinking about all that background and all those relationships. I mean, I, I guess that translates into going into the work every day and thinking that that every tiny opportunity to build and cultivate a relationship can lead to something really exciting, you know, a week, a year, 10 years down the road. And so that's why, I don't know, it's all about relationships. And that's why I love what I do. If you don't mind, can you talk a little bit about your experience in India and how it has primed you for this role? Oh, my. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So when I finished uh, my MBA in um, 2009, you know, I was thinking, well, I, I don't have kids yet. I don't have a mortgage yet. I am hopefully not very often going to be just looking for another job, you know, on the job market. And so I thought, let me let me just do something interesting. And so um, my ex-husband and I, we looked for just an opportunity to have an adventure. And we looked at a lot of different ideas and kind of both had that, that, that idea of wanting to be in a place where every single day you woke up and you knew that you were not in the United States. And so that sort of led to different rabbit trails and, and led to volunteering um, on a two-year placement through an organization called uh, Voluntary Services Overseas. So uh, kind of like the Peace Corps, but a little bit of a different framework. And so, yeah, I lived in rural India for two years. Um, I did marketing for two different NGOs doing community development. And it was really eye-opening to see how being right down on the ground and getting getting right into the details on different 
projects about HIV AIDS prevention and a goat ownership program, all kinds of different things, how those little tiny pieces could all work together to make some real progress. And so then when I came back to the U.S. In, at the end of 2011, I didn't, I didn't really want to work in an international setting because I wanted to be really close to the action. And so that led to some community work in the North Side when I, when I bought my house in the North Side, getting involved in the community organizations and understanding that whole community organization uh, atmosphere and, and understanding what city council really even means and what you know, what you can do with just knowing the processes and making relationships and understanding the, the behind the scenes knowledge of, you know, everything that's going on for, for community development. So. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you walking us through that. Tough question for you because chamber presidents all love all their, uh, all their members, but anybody, anybody you want to give a shout out to where you got a, a hot mic in front of you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, naturally, I mean, just as a general group, I'd love to just uh, think or, you know, give a shout out to my board of director of directors. Um, When I came on board four years ago, I was the only employee. And so those 17 members of the board really trained me and, (laughs) and supported me and and sort of brought me up. And um, the president of the board at the time, and now the co-chair, Scott Pipitone, I I really want to give a shout out to the Pipitone group. The Pipitone group is a is a medium, small to medium um, integrated marketing agency in the north side. We've got 40 employees, but Scott's company is just so involved in the north side from helping the parks and being a, a, a big financial supporter of the chamber and being involved in the neighborhood, in the north side neighborhood that they are located in. And it's just, just a real genuine supporter of what the chamber does and what the, what the chamber um, stands for. And then, I mean, I guess I want to talk about Rivers Casino. They are the director of community relations is on our board and has been on our board for a long time. And through him, I truly believe that Rivers Casino is is invested in the community in a way that goes way beyond that check the box that I know they have on their forms of community involvement and community you know, financial support. I think you know they genuinely have done so, so much um, during covid and continue to do, and, you know, before COVID as well. But also, I mean, they employ 1,600 people, and so they have a great relationship with the community college, and they have a great relationship with us, and we're continuing to find ways to to bring opportunities, employment opportunities, to the north side. And then, I mean, the last one is is the Buell Foundation, One North Side, and they they are the funder of our North Side Works program. But they, um, they came into the north side, let's about eight years ago now, and decided to funnel all of their foundational giving, almost all, I guess, into the North Side for 10 to 20 years and sort of doing a, a little bit of a different uh, giving model compared to some foundations um, where they're, they're saying, we're not going anywhere. We have the financial support. We have the, the programmatic support to really make a difference in the North Side over, over one or two decades. And so they've done significant projects and, and provided support to to so, so many um, organizations on the North side to really look at, um, you know, different aspects and what can we do if we have, if we have a shared vision that is um, supported financially. So we just have so, so many um, great members, you know, large, small, medium, different industries. It's just, uh, I love working with all the different, all the different members and in different ways. 
That's fantastic. And it's so helpful when those when those big players actually put their money where their mouth is and come through and and really make a difference in a in a program like that. I saw Northside Works on, on your website and kind of read about it. It's it's a it's a fantastic program. But those programs don't happen without financial support. They're right. great, they're great ideas. But if nobody's coming through with financial support, they're they're very, very difficult to get off the ground without celebrating a tiny victory over here and a tiny victory over here. Right. Yep. So you're very busy, but you have to stay in the know. You have to stay inspired. How do you do? Are there books? Are there blogs? Are there podcasts you listen to? Is there that you could pass on and give, give everybody a tip on what keeps you motivated and running at full steam? Yeah. I mean, I would say I am a productivity nerd. And so <laughs> You know, I'm always trying to find ways to do more with less. I mean, I guess in terms of time and money, but really just finding ways to work hard, work smarter. And so, I mean, the, the one book and podcast and blog, it's all a whole system um, that I've really been into lately is The Lazy Genius. It's just, just a good way to think through things of, you know, these 13 rules of start small and what matters and kind of being, I don't know what the tagline is, something about being uh, smart about what matters and lazy about the things that don't or something like that. But it's just kind of a nice, it's, it's provided a nice way to, to not overcommit and not overextend and, and not do too much. So yeah, definitely the lazy genius. And then, you know, I think one of the things that I enjoy um, is just is learning. And it's easy to, to read books about economic development or, you know, self-improvement, whatever. But I really like this one podcast that's just about design and marketing and useful information, um, 99% invisible, because it's always about something that I never would have thought of. And so it kind of brings me out of my rut of always just being laser focused on my job and my, you know, self-improvement. And so interesting episodes about the, the colors that marketers use to attract customers or the shortage of sand and how that's going to um, make a difference in, in 20 years. And <laughs> uh, just kind of gets me out of my box and is, is pretty interesting. So yeah, those are some good ones. I could go on, but <laughs> those are a few. <laughs> they, they are good ones. And, and, you know, 99% invisible. I will check that out. Cause that's, it's kind of the Freakonomics guys model too. They just yeah. out of I didn't expect to learn something today, but it came out of nowhere at me. Too. Absolutely. Yep. A little funny anecdote that we're talking about books here, but but Gene and I had a call, I don't know, eight weeks ago, and uh, we ended up recommending the same book to each other. <laughs> I recommended a book, and she's like, I've already read that three <laughs> times. And so that was kind of funny. That was the uh, uh, the Darren Hardy book, right, we talked about? Yep. Yep. So that's fantastic. So I'm going to wrap it up here, and I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insights. I think this has been a fantastic conversation. And as somebody who's getting to know Pittsburgh more and more for my own business and now for now for my son is going to spend four years there. I appreciate, you know, the more knowing more about the neighborhoods and things. So that it's been a really great trip through uh Northside here. If somebody wants to learn more information about you, more information about the chamber, where's the best place to send them? I mean, our website is the is the best general place. Uh, it's a long, it's a long URL, but it's Easy to remember, northsidechamberofcommerce.com. And then our, our Facebook page as well is it does a decent job of having some some photos and kind of seeing what we're up to. So Northside Chamber of Commerce on, on Facebook. Excellent. Well, if you're uh, if you're in the area and you want to 
get involved with all the many things that Gina talked about and helped her help her get up to that number of 400 new members. Now you know where to go. So Gina, thank you for being here with us. We appreciate it. Our listeners appreciate it. I wish you and the chamber success in everything that you're doing, all those initiatives, growing your community, growing your membership at the same time. I look forward to staying in touch as I personally will be spending some more time in Pittsburgh myself. To our listeners, I hope that your Chamber of Commerce strategy is yielding results for you this year, whether it's for networking, advocacy, or simply helping to grow the business community in your area. Your Chambers of Commerce continue to need your support as the pandemic is ending and events are coming back, so please get out and support them. But remember that they're here to help you meet your business growth goals as well. If you're interested in learning how we can help you create a strong relationship with your Chamber of Commerce, check out our website at www.momentumforbusinessgrowth.com. I encourage you to connect with me, Craig Turner, on LinkedIn, where I post weekly advice, information, and guidance on how to make the most of your Chamber of Commerce investments. Again, if you're doing business in Pittsburgh, especially the North Side, or are interested in the market, please check out www.northsidechamberofcommerce.com and connect with Gina and her team. Gina, thank you again for being here with us. Thank you to our listeners. And we'll see you soon with another episode of the It's All About Who You Know podcast. Sounds good. Thanks, Craig. Thanks. Take care, everyone.